Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hey guys, this is WWE NXT superstar Dominic Dijakovic, and I want to give a shout out to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I think it's an awesome podcast, and you should definitely tune in. Be sure to feast your ears on the Wrestling Predict Cast. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I am your host Ben and we are here to talk TLC. We are very, very close to WrestleMania season. This is the last pay-per-view before we hit the Royal Rumble, the last pay-per-view of the year. And in all fairness, it's shaping up to be a fairly big one. Joined to discuss it and break it down are my co-hosts. We've got near the bottom of the Predict Cast League, we've got Luke. How are you, Luke? Well, I was, yeah, I was feeling really good until you just said that, so thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, only, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, only about four points off the top. Uh, a little bit closer is Joe. How are you, Joe? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm, I'm, I feel better than Luke does. Well, I'm, I'm at the bottom, so I'm, I'm at the very, very bottom of the Predict Cast League. Um, we've got Going Rogue, you've got Dave at the top with 32 points, but we've got at least six matches to discuss today. Um not necessarily predict, but discuss today um, that we hopefully change everything and uh, knock certain people off the perch, but we'll get to that later. Our last episode, two weeks ago, discussed NXT War Games, the uh, latest takeover from NXT. Thought we'd take a moment to talk about that first. Now, only a couple of days afterwards, I got a text message from Luke saying that he loved War Games. Um, why was that, Luke? What what was what was so good about the pay per view? I think so. Part it's partly nostalgia because it was a year ago since I started watching wrestling properly, um, and that was the first pay per view that I watched. Um, and I just really I really enjoyed the War Games matches, and I thought these the, the two War Games matches especially were really excellent. Um, I thought they absolutely battered each other, um, and yeah, I just thought I, you know it was quite a, there wasn't many matches in the in the pay per view which I quite liked as well. Um, so each match got a bit of time. Um, yeah, and I thought, so the women's match I thought was excellent, and, then, and I thought the men's match was even better. So I thought some, some of the decisions of, of who won was strange, maybe, but the actual matches itself I thought were brilliant. Do you agree with that, Joe? Yes, I, I think I think uh, yeah, I did, I did. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good paper. I really I do like takeovers. My, my concern about takeovers at the moment, it doesn't feel like we've got the same star power that we once did in NXT. I feel like um, there was a real halcyon time when we had like Andrade and um, like Samoa Joe, Sami Zayn. That you know, that, that, you know, and I don't feel the star power is there. But for what, apart from the women's division, I should say. But I think, um, I think it's, I, I think it was, I, I think it was a really good paper, a really good uh, paper view. I like the pay-per-view i completely agree with the star power because if you look back at things like when you had nakamura versus samoa joe as your headline or finn Balor versus nakamura as your headline and things like that they were huge yeah um i don't i don't like war games as a match i think it's a massive over gimmick i hate over gimmicked matches it's things like elimination chamber and things like that we look at it and go what 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 are we doing here like what's the real you've kind of taken the wrestling aspect out of it and it's just a lot of of like a bit silly really and that's what always struggles with war games um 
I always get, I hate the fact they have to have two rings, the whole pay-per-view. That winds me up as well. And just little things like that. He really enjoyed the matches. I thought the way that they managed to keep Io Shirai out the ring and then have her come in. I mean, that dustbin jump. <laughs> Fair play. Like, you well, have to have said, some absolute balls. To, it to, wasn't to, just to that as that. well. There's that one moment when she had a dustbin on her and just, like, jumped on top of it. It basically squashed her whole body. Yeah. Abs- absolutely mental. <laughs> um, I, I also, I'm, I'm with you on the over gimmick thing, Ben. I, I think we've had this discussion before. Whether it's on the podcast, I'm not sure. It was, if it was, it was a while ago. You need to be able, for, for me, to be able to summarise the rules of a match in one sentence for it to be, like, for it to work. And I, <clears throat> I think you could, you know, I mean, it's like the Royal Rumble works fine, Triple Threats work fine, TLC, like, you know, it, I, the War Games is a bit complicated. And the fact that you can't get a pin for the first, like, 25 minutes of the match or whatever it is does feel a bit odd. Yeah, it takes, you realise how important pins are to a match. Because as stupid as it sounds, you know, you need a little bit of suspense and you need a little bit of that, that it could be over now. And even if you added the element that you could lose this match in the first before anyone enters, there'd be something to it. It would massively improve a War Games match. Something else that wound, wound me up a bit about it as well that a lot of people were doing was introducing weapons into a match and they're not instantly using the weapons. Bringing So at one point they brought a toolbox in and put it in the corner. Just I'm going to put this toolbox and brought it into the match just over here, but I'm not going to open it. I'm going to, put, I'm going to bring in six kendo sticks, drop them and then punch you. You've just brought six kendo sticks in. Like, what are you like? Use the weapons. You also know when you don't need a toolbox when you've got one tool. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> just like just carry that tool loose. Just like... <laughs> or, or or just grab a cricket bat. You know. Or yeah. just grab a cricket bat. I did like the cricket bat. I loved I love seeing random stuff like that in in like that like cricket bat. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But um, it was a, I, she had a she had a hammer at one point. Yes. Like, like a, a mallet slash hammer, like that she was hitting people in the back with. Yeah. But that is, that's not, that's a bit beyond like reasonable. Um, you know, I'd like to pretend, I like to pretend that wrestling's real. If I get hit in the head of a hammer, I ain't gonna be, I ain't gonna be well. <laughs> I like the market. I like that. I like that they, because I had this, I literally had that in internal kind of monologue myself, and I thought to myself, I kind of justified. At least she's not going for the head. And I was thinking, well, why wouldn't that be the first thing you do? And I thought, because you'll kill them. And they, that, that, you can't, you know, at one point she thought to herself, I'm going to hit her in the back, might paralyze her. I'm going to hit her in the stomach and do long-term damage, but I'm not going to kill the woman. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a monster. So it's like, <laughs> I can kind of get the rationale a little bit, but you do have to explain it to yourself a bit, I guess, and, and do the rationale for them. And wh- why have we never had a good in wrestling? <laughs> um... Like answers answers on Twitter uh, at Predictcast. Why have we never had a gun in wrestling? Because I sure I can't answer it. You know, have we ever had someone with a gun gimmick? We had a hunter. I don't think of anyone like that. We've had hunter, but have we ever had a hunter? There was an issue with the gun before my time with um, oh, what's his name? Um, his son's in AEW now. I can't remember. There was there was there was. No, 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 no. There, there was a there was a guy that did have there was a, there was an issue with a, with a, with a gun at one point, but they haven't done it for a while. But I just think that's you know what's the difference between hitting someone over the head with a hammer and shooting with a gun? Murder in the name of wrestling. Murder. Shoot, shoot him in the knee. <laughs> right then, okay. So while we deconstruct 
deconstruct wrestling. Was there any other elements that either of you two, you know, particularly enjoyed from NXT War Games? Is Pat McAfee going to be the next NXT champion? Question for you both. No, not the next, but is he going to be? Is he going to be next year? Is he going to be it? No, I think no, if I they want to so keep either. credibility, I don't think they can do it. But I think he did a brilliant job again. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, he's like the most natural wrestler. Like for a new, for I assume he's quite new to it. I, don't, I assume he hasn't done hundreds of matches behind the scenes that we're not aware of. Um, he just looks amazing. He's just amazing, and he he's got he's got the right he's just got the right level of everything. I think they've played too much into how into his celebrity rather than into his athletics for them to to make him champion. I think it's like with Ronda Rousey, it was much more that she was a MMA sports star, so you could kind of forget the fact that she was not originally a wrestler kind of thing. It's not what she did. Pat McAfee, he still feels like he's a celebrity coming into wrestling and i don't know if they're ever going to be able to shake that and while that happens i don't think you can make him champion but he is doing it like a like you you're not nervous watching him do you know what i mean like you don't you know you watch celebrities and you think god this is going to be this is going to be bad this is going to be terrible you know you know you don't feel that way watching him anymore he can he can absolutely hang hang with everybody else i thought as well um i enjoyed the match but i thought it was a really strange result to not give leon ruff the win because he just like buries him, so that I thought that I, don't know, I thought we all said didn't we that Leon Ruff would win? Yeah. So I think it was a bit really strange to give that back to Johnny Gargano. I think it's because he was going to win that they decided not to do that. They have, yeah, I think they, they listen. Really so. listen. Do we really listen to this podcast for sure? <laughs> yeah, or well, someone does. Someone, someone from WWE, that massive. You know, I, I like to think at least one of the writers. And they just sit down for those round tables and go. I just want to tell you guys what the predict cast boys are thinking. Um, oh, we've got to change the match then. The they don't listen to any of the really good booking ideas we come up with. Yeah, the good news is it's the other two podcasts we've got that dodgy advert on. <laughs> <laughs> right then, um, we'll move away from um, War Games onto TLC. Um, before we discuss the actual pay per view itself, um, it's another gimmick pay per view, and it's something I've noticed this year more than any other is. Most of the pay-per-views we've had this year revolve around some kind of gimmick. So you've got money in the bank. You've got um, extreme rules to a certain degree. You've got Hell in a Cell. You've had things like Survivor Series. At least half of them so far have been these gimmick matches. And obviously, we've got the same thing again. You've got TLC as a gimmick pay-per-view, forcing at least the main events into a certain type of match. Um, I think I'm going to go to to Joe because he's been watching it longer. Um, what do you think of TLC as a pay-per-view? Is it one you're excited for, um, particularly with the gimmick, or is it, you know, does it feel very much like a secondary one? My preference, so my preference in wrestling is not to do this, in not to have gimmick pay-per-views and to do generic names. So your No Mercies, your Judgment Days, all that good stuff. These are the names of the pay-per-views before they became the name of the match Luke, for, for your information and and those those when when they did that then any the matches then made more sense in the pay-per-views so if you had say like a judgment day which was which might be the one where they're going to do a hell in a cell they could build to it more naturally than like it feels sometimes they just shoehorn in like a table or a ladder or chairs or 
as we were discussing earlier, stairs for absolutely no reason. Um, that they shoe they shoehorn these things in. I don't think they've done that that much with this though. This pay per view doesn't feel like that's been the case. Um, the only one I can think of really is the tables for um, Lana and Nia Jax. So, so I'm so I'm not to be honest. I'm not unhappy with how they built it. I would I would prefer them to I would prefer them to go back to the old way where they're not telegraphing what the matches are in the pay per view by naming the pay per view after that match. If that makes sense. Yeah. That was, that, a, that was a really long explanation, so I apologise for that. No, it made it made perfect sense. Is it is it something you agree with, Luke? Or are you not quite there yet, having never kind of had the judgment days and the the clash and all the rest of us backlash is one we 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 still have, but you know those you know generic named pay per views. Yeah, so I quite like some of the gimmicks that they have. So like Hell in a Cell, Raw Rumble, you know, just just some of the the the, the, the bigger ones, but. TLC for me feels like I feel, I feel like they always use ta- like in some format a table or a ladder or a chair throughout the whole year. So it doesn't feel special. So it's, it seems a bit strange that they'd have a pay per view purely named after that. That's the only thing I would think. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel special. But they are shooting their load of ladder matches at the moment, aren't they? Like yeah. there was two there was two in NXT over the last two weeks. Like I don't and I, and I really like ladder match, but you you kind of doing it to death a bit really. They're not you know they're not they're not. They're not special. I remember when the ladder matches were only used to have hang a title above the ring and maybe used once or twice a year. And like now, it's just you know, God, we've got anything we can hang up there, we will. I thought the same with a strap match at the last NXT as well. Felt yeah. like we've seen like in the, in the last three four months, we've seen at least three strap matches. Where before that, you never saw them. They just weren't a thing. It's almost like they go, you know, we found the strap in the warehouse. We can put it back, or we could just keep using it for the next six months. I think we know we talked about this before, but it's exactly the same as when they, they they got the shark cage out of retirement, and you had about four uses of that in three or four months. And it's it's you're absolutely right. It does feel a bit watered down, particularly because the TLC match started a re- really impromptu, wasn't really planned to be this big thing, and because of how well the Dudleys, the Hardys, and Chrissy and Edge did those matches, they became impressive you're never going to reach that height. They're never going to be that good because you need, I always think you need a certain type of wrestler to sell a TLC match and none of the wrestlers involved in any, in both TLC matches this time are those types of wrestlers. I do like what you said, Joe, about, you know, the, the, the tables match with Lana and Nia Jax, the one that they're involved in, that feels different, but that feels different because they've actually planned ahead. So yeah. she was being put through tables 10 weeks ago. Before you even went, oh, TLC's around the corner, you know. So when it hit TLC, you go, well, it's got to be a tables match, which I, I, I don't really haven't actually announced yet. I don't think they planned that. I think that's coincidence. Do you really? Yeah, I don't think they've gone. I don't think they. I do not think they book really more than one pay per view in advance. The, the 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 booking doesn't seem to suggest they do, in my opinion. I, yeah, I can kind of agree with that. I, I, from some of the other decisions they've made, I can kind of see that. Okay, so let's get into it. TLC. Um, the way the predict cast usually works is we go through each match on the pay-per-view that's been announced. We're a week ahead. So this is the Sunday before the pay-per-view is going to be shown. And we predict each match. Now, to make sure the predictions are not the same for every single match, at the very beginning of the season, we're on season two, just after WrestleMania, we all pick wild cards. We have three each of either individual wrestlers or teams. The reason for that, is it separates our picks. It means that we cannot all pick the same results and end up with the same points. And to be fair to us, out of the nine 
wildcard picks we had, a lot of them are involved in this pay-per-view only a month before um, WrestleMania season starts. So we've done well to kind of pick wrestlers that are going to have a big impact before, you know, the big wrestling season, you know, when, when the stars kind of come out and are made and are main event in. So, you know, I think there's something to be said for the prediction we've made there, at least for two of us anyway. Very generous um, self-praise, that's fine. What's that, sorry? Very generous self-praise. Why is that oh, so? I mean, for me, it's been terrible. I've had Alistair Black. I can't remember the last time he wrestled. <laughs> and, and, okay, so um, the reason I'm saying that is because out of the six matches we've got to talk about today, five of them wild cards are involved. So the predictions are made for us. Um, just to remind people, just because we're talking about it, they might be interested. At the beginning of the... So back in April, I guess it must have been, um, Joe picked Drew McIntyre as a wild card choice, which, to be fair, yeah, fairly, fairly impressive. Shayna Baszler, you had as big things, and yeah, she's still, probably... still, still to come, mate. Still to come. WrestleMania. Uh, Matt Riddle was 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 a third choice. Mm, yeah, that was a, an interesting choice. I think to be fair, I didn't have Becky Lynch. Yeah, and then, you did. Yeah. And then yeah, initially, I think I think the reason why I took Matt Riddle is I think she went off pregnant at the same time he came up, and it just seemed like an an an, an easy win. Although in hindsight, I don't think he's anywhere near a pay per view, so it's not really helping me. Um, I had Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, so I don't think we're going to see till at least WrestleMania now. Um, the New Day, who are always consistent, so at least two of those are involved this time. Luke, you went with The Fiend, or Bray Wyatt, whichever incarnation he's he's wrestling as. Shinsuke Nakamura and Alistair Black. Yeah, so I've got one decent one there. Yeah, to be fair, I thought Alistair Black was a great shout at the beginning, where, yeah. back in April. How did Luke get away with having both Bray Wyatt and The Fiend as one pick? Because <laughs> we're not completely harsh. Imagine making him separate those two picks. No, I was, I was, I was sorry. Are they the same? Are they the same person? Oh, is that the confu- Is that is that the joke you were going for? Yeah. Oh, I didn't get it, mate. That's fine. Oh, I neither did I. Obviously. <laughs> uh, okay, then we're going to start. So each time um, a wild card's involved. So we're going to start with. I tell you what. I tell you what we'll do is we'll actually start with the one where the wild card is not involved, but it's fairly telegraphed, unfortunately. So the first match we're going to discuss today is Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Um, I'm going to kind of throw it out differently here. Does anybody think that? Sasha Banks is not winning this match at TLC. There we go. Um, I think it's unfortunate the only match we've got to discuss that hasn't got a wild card involved is also hugely, you know, looking at, at Sasha Banks winning it. Um, so Carmella's winning then, yeah? So, yeah. so absolutely that's going to be the way that happens. Um, so what do you think of Carmella as the competitor after Bailey, do you think she's been given a little bit of a rough ride to kind of take that, or you know, you know, is it a decent move to throw her straight into a title match like this just after her debut? What do we think? So I, I, I'll, I'll answer that. I, I think I think they've done I think they've done a good job with her in terms of building her. In my opinion, I think it's really interesting to come back and go straight into a title match. <clears throat> the downside of it, I think, is that she's going to lose the match so that kind of negates the build if that makes sense yeah it would be better if she if they could bring her back build her up and then she could win but i'm not saying she should win just saying 
that would be a better use of of the effort. It, is there any chance you could get someone else involved in this match so she does win? That's the only way I'd pick Carmella. I'm not going to. I think Sasha Banks is winning every day of the week. But is this the time Bailey makes a comeback? Do you build to, you know, are we done with Bailey Sasha for this for before WrestleMania now, or is there any way? Do you think there's any any chance of that, Luke? Any any way that anyone's getting involved in this? They could do. I mean, if if it's going to be someone, it's going to be Bailey, isn't it? Can't can't see I can't see who else it would be. But yeah, she, she might do. I think it's a bit strange. Like so, the SmackDown one had the match, didn't they, between them both, which kind of waters it down for me again. I don't know why they do that all the time, um, and then into disqualification. So yeah, I mean, someone could get involved, I suppose. That, that would be the only way. Carmella might win, but I can't see it happening. No, neither can I. It, it, it was it, the, the problem. The, the main problem with putting these matches on before the pay per view is, it, you, as you say, Luke, it waters it down. But also, you know that there's going to be like you know you're not going to get a finish. Like yeah. you're gonna, ha- it's going to be a disqualification. It's just going to build it up to the next one. They have done one or two where they haven't done that, but the vast majority are just like it's just it's it's obvious what's going to happen. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Okay, we'll um, move on to the New Day versus Hurt Business. Like I've already told you, I am the wildcard pick for the New Day. So I've got to have the New Day. You two have got to have the Hurt Business. Um, I'm going to start by saying I'm not massively happy with this choice. I think New Day are going to lose it. So I think this is this is points taken off of me. Um, do you agree with that, Joe? You, you, would you back Hurt? Are you happy that you've got to back Hurt Business? I think this one's 50-50 for me. So I'm not un- I'm not unhappy with it. We've had wild card results, which I'm, I'm probably have them later, which are a bit more obvious. Um, this one, this one, I think could go either way. So I'm not I'm not unhappy with it. I'm not sure I would definitely. I'm not sure I would say definitely. I think Hurt Business is going to win, but I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not devastated with it. I'm interested to see what Luke thinks. He's us- he's usually smarter on the tag teams than I am. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, no. So, I mean, if I was picking free pick, I think I'd pick the. I think I would pick the hurt business. Um, I feel like it seems like that's what they've been building to over the past couple of months, really. Um, I'm not Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin as a tag team, but I think it's because it's named as part of the hurt business. It has more appeal to it. So, yeah, I, I think it's time that they took it. To be honest, but like Joseph, I think it is quite a fifty-fifty one. Where, are they, where, where are the hurt business going is my question. What's the what's the point of them? Well, I think that's why you, they need a title. I think that's why you give them something now because they're they're huge. They're 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 a massive part of of Raw. They're a really good part of Raw as well. Like they're one of the things where you kind of go, this is something you can get behind. I mean, who knew back when Raw Rumble happened, an MVP came out and you thought, this guy, oh okay, that he would end up being one of the one of the biggest assets they've got in WWE at the minute. Um, he's done really well. He's even making Bobby Lashley, like Bobby Lashley seems much more interesting as part of Hurt Business. And Bobby Lashley hasn't been interesting for years. And even he's, you know, actually half decent. You want to see some decent Bobby Lashley matches and what they could, what they could do with him. But I mean, the only problem, if it's the same problem with everything else is once New Day lose those titles to Hurt Business, who's next? Who's, who, who challenges them? Because, I, was just, I was just thinking that. I can't think of anyone. So unless the story becomes New Day chasing for and back, which I could see, you do that for Royal Rumble, I suppose, but it's not exactly the most interesting. 
you know and if it's, it's been an it's been a decent program actually hurt Hurt business versus new day they've actually done you know different things with it having cedric alexander going after xavier woods and that whole kind of all that aspect to it you know there's something there but they need tag teams they desperately need decent tag teams i think like joe said last week or well, the la- in the last few podcasts i can't really remember who's on what brand at the moment so i can't think of who is actually available to compete that's fair i thought about um Oh, I thought about Gable and Otis, but they're on SmackDown, aren't they? I mean, also, yeah. what? I mean, can we just can I just tangent on to why? Absolutely. Why on earth have you put Gable and Otis together? Why have you done that two months after splitting up an actual tag team? Credible. That's the thing. It's a credible tag team. I had time for Tucker and Otis. If you told me that Tucker and Otis were going to go after the Hurt business next, you'd go, fair program. All right, that could be a laugh. That could be decent. I like how they've got Otis talking properly now. And he's yeah. actually, and, and when he did the, I think it wasn't last week, the week before, when he had that little bit of a, a match with um, Kevin Owens and he was pairing with Kevin Owens and they had that little bit of a conversation about I'm a blue collar brawler. And I quite like that part of Otis. I thought, yeah, that's all right. He's doing something here. They've actually given, given him chance to, to not be too silly and stupid, but it's not going anywhere. And poor Tucker. Where, where is Tucker now? Last is, time I saw him, he was competing for the 24-7 championship, and that's yeah, all you need to know. So he's probably still chasing around the Thunderdome then, okay. Couldn't do couldn't do what the gobbledygooker had managed to do. No, he won it, didn't he, briefly? Wasn't there that, like, where there was like 15 title changes in one that was in a match, got the title, and then it was over, yeah. with the same person that started it, winning it? Probably. Probably. It was that memorable. Or worse, imagine being the guy who doesn't win it. Imagine being the guy at the 15 that didn't manage to get one of those pins. Everyone's going to have it. And Tucker just puts his hand up at the back going, you not? I, I, you haven't told me. I'll get my pin yet. Yes, we know, Tucker. All right, everybody, off to the ring. Let's... I, think I, I think I skipped through that match. And then, I, I like, you know, like, you know when you're like, you skipping through and you misjudge it. And you're like, oh, crap, I've missed the pinfall. And I was like, oh, no, I've missed seven pinfalls. Why is a roll-up so bloody like lethal in the 24-7 environment yeah apparently outside of a i'll say outside of a ring but even inside a ring it reminds me of do you remember when they used to do um divas survivor series matches and they lasted for five minutes and it was literally someone would come in do like a do their one finishing move they have roll you up get it roll you up get it and that would be over it's that essentially a couple of the divas didn't actually have moves like like they were in the match and you were like what's i wonder what I wonder what, like, Aksana's finisher is. Yeah. <laughs> she got one. Yeah. <laughs> she's, got... she's just going to get here, roll up this person by surprise. She's got and the school, she's school girl pin, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. <laughs> so, no, it's fine. It's fine. I, li- I like spending our five minutes ragging on the 24-7 championship every uh, every episode. I'm sure we'll be here doing it again next next time. So, because it will feature here as well. How they, How it features, I don't know, but it will feature here during TLC. <laughs> Is there any, just before we move on? Is there any way of saving it? The twenty-four seven championship. Is there anything you would do with it now to try and save it? Is that for either, you know either of you? Is there anything you would you could do to save that, or is it just time we put it out of its misery? Oh, great question. What would you do? Um, well, first of all, I'd give it someone. I'd give it someone like legit. Um, so it really irritates me when like Bobby Lashley like takes out R Truth, for example, and then doesn't go for the pin 
Like he's like, I can't. I'm not even going to put my foot on you for three seconds because I don't want the belt. Well, that just makes the belt. Look, <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes the belt. Look, no, it is. You're right. Yeah. It makes the belt look completely stupid. I, th- I think also having matches for it makes no sense. Like they've had a few matches, haven't they? For it, I thought the whole point of it was you just win it at any point. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's. I'm happy if it's. It's too late for it now for me. I think. But you would bring it back to one segment, one pin, um, an episode. Keep it as simple as that. So, you know, who's going to take it off R-Truth? How's R-Truth going to get it back? Oh, this person's involved. So they did exactly the same with the hardcore title beforehand. Um, I don't know how long ago that was, however long ago it was. But at the one point, they made the hardcore title 24-7. It could be. And they had some great moments. Like Chris Jericho bringing a referee into the hotel room of someone else in the middle of the night and they pinned him while he was asleep. So he woke up not knowing he'd lost his championship. It was funny and it worked without being too silly. And unfortunately for the hardcore title, it went exactly the same way the 24-7 championship's gone. You had random people winning it and you had, you know, it loads of different things. So I think that's one way of saving it. But I do think it might be beyond saving at this point, unfortunately. It, start, it started off okay, the 24-7 title. I did actually... It, like it was quite funny at times, but then it just became like a weird sort of game of kiss chase where everyone's just chasing around after the like, and it's just weird. Like it's just to make any, it just doesn't make any like you like if you're chasing after a, a a bloke who's carrying a title that nobody like no one that's any decent have any relevance in wrestling wants. You've got to question where you are on the car. Like, where, what, what's the career? What's the career trajectory here? Especially if you've just turned on your tag team partner, and a week later you're chasing someone around for the twenty four seven title, and there's no it's, payoff to that story. It's what? career. It's career. It's career kiss of death, isn't it? If you if you walk up to the booking meeting that week and go, "What am I doing on Raw this week?" and they go twenty four seven, you must go, "Oh, oh, I'm there. Oh, right, brilliant. Okay, fine." You'd rather not be on TV than be in the 24-7 championship, surely. I would think so. I would think, well, it depends because I guess I'm literally going to not agree with me on this, but like the Lucha House Party, it does that does feel the right level for the 24-7 championship. Like that, that, like that is that that's perfectly placed. But if you're there you not, go. there's a tag team for the hurt business. Oh yeah, there you go. Done. <laughs> so. Brilliant. That's their Royal Rumble program. Fantastic. Yeah. We're just basically talking it through until we're just talking it through until we come up with an answer to the question that we'd forgotten about. So that's good. Done. Oh, I've actually just thought of one, and they've, and they've teased it as well recently. Go on. Matt, Riddle, Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy teaming up. Again, fine. I'm happy. I'm happy with I, it. It winds me up when they throw two wrestlers together and they win their first match. Never worked together before against an established tag team and they win their first match or whatever. Make them a proper tag team then. You know, if you're going to do it, give them a proper name, give them matching gear, make them a proper tag team. Because there's actually all those 24-7 wrestlers that are in those battle royals. If you paired them off, you could actually make yourself a credible tag team championship division. Oh, you no. Know, do that. Do, actually make some decent tag teams, spend some time building them, and, you know, make it so that there's actually something worth fighting. But, you know, the fact they go, we've got no one left, and Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy aren't doing anything. All right, throw those together. We can, call them, we can call them the enigmatic riddle. There you go, sorted. And then you've got it. That's it. And it annoys me more. I'm just going to have my last run. It annoys me more that Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle were an amazing tag team. Yeah, they were. Yeah. And they were incredible. And if you'd move them up to Raw every day of the week, they'd have it. But nope, they've got what they've got. So. Is it not just en- enigmatic bro? Is that not what we go for? Could do. 
Absolutely, yeah, the enigmatic bro. I'll go with that. Yeah, there you go. You're never so, going to beat bros awakes. The minute they had bros awakes, you had me. <laughs> Sneaking when they snuck on a Triple H's plane to get back to uh, get back to the performance center, I thought these guys have got it. And then you know, situations what it is. In a world full of questions, who has the best movie beard? Which movie death is best? Which Disney villain had the best song? One podcast answers them all. That Movie List Podcast. A podcast full of lists, quizzes, occasional, accidental humor, and filler. So much filler. Like lists, like movies, like podcasts? Download That Movie List Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Rated PG-13 for mild peril and occasional nudity. Okay, we're going to move on. We're going to move on to Luke's wild card now. Um, the Fiend versus Randy Orton. Now, this is a story in the making. This is a story that's been brewing since Randy Orton was part of the Wyatts, what must be about two, three years ago now, if not longer than that. Um, plenty of history. You know, the, the perfect type of story for long-term wrestling fans. It's the kind of thing I love for The Fiend and how he, he does in wrestling. Um, so The Fiend versus Randy Orton. Luke's got to have The Fiend. Both me and Joe have got to have Randy Orton. How are you feeling about that, Luke? Yeah, I'm quite pleased. I think I'd pick The Fiend anyway. I mean, I don't. Actually, I, haven't, I haven't seen the whole history of it, but I've seen the segments they've, they've put in recently. Um, and I think Randy Orton will move on to something else after this. So I think it makes sense for The Fiend to win. I don't know why you'd, The Fiend would lose. Um, and that, unless they continue the story afterwards, which I don't think they will. So yeah, I'm quite I'm quite pleased with that. I think I think Alexa Bliss will be involved at some point. Um, so yeah, I'm quite pleased. Would you? Because Randy Orton's had a, had a massive career. Would you turn this? Uh, TLC doesn't seem the right place, but could you turn this even if the next pay per view into a Firefly Funhouse match? Do the same type of thing they've done for John Cena. You see them doing that for Randy Orton? Is that something you would do, Joe? Would you turn this into a Firefly Funhouse match, or would you have it? one and done and leave it there um i think they could i think they could do that um to be honest with you i think it it's a bit of a quick win uh might be a quick win for the royal rumble as well gives because i mean i would say a royal rumble match is my favorite my favorite match of the year every year but money in the bank or royal rumble are the two that are like the absolute absolute favorites but they are quite long matches they can go out each so to have something that broke that up a bit and to, you know, to put in a Firefly Funhouse retrospective on Randy Orton might be quite interesting. Um, especially if we're probably, I mean, we're heading for an edge feud for him, I guess, at WrestleMania. So he didn't need to be involved in the Rumble. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's I, I think that's quite a good idea. See, I've, I've heard the rumours that it won't be Orton versus Edge now for, for WrestleMania. Some of the rumours that they've, they've moved beyond that. I mean, for me, I'd go Edge Fiend. That'd be where I'd go with that. That'd be the next place. Give, give, you know, you could even give him the Firefly Funhouse treatment at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think that's, that's, yeah. they, that's they, good they've got something with the Firefly Funhouse matches and they've got enough long-term wrestlers, people like Jeff Hardy and, you know, those wrestlers that have had massive careers and different incarnations. You R- could really do something with it. Pardon? R-Truth as well. Yeah, oh, R- oh of course, R-Truth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
I'd love to see an Archie Firefly Funhouse match for the 24 7 Championship. He's probably, the longest, he's probably the longest tenured person in the company at the moment. That's a good question. That's that's a fair shout. Um, so I, I think that's because the other thing I don't know is where the fiend goes next. As long as he's nowhere near a title, I'm happy. Yeah, agree. I have to say, well, I was I was going to rant on this earlier, and I thought I'd just leave it. But this Raw this week was the, probably the worst episode of Raw I think I've ever seen. It was really, really, really slow and not well not well done and the randy orton fiend like how you can take something that's so i think it's quite an interesting story and it's but it, like the way they're doing it it's just a bit like like this raw just really dulled my interest in that feud which is exactly the opposite of what it should have it, it felt like we're spending three hours to build up to the last match and then the lights go out and then Bray wire is gone and the fiend who's a completely different person is in the ring so, like, it's just, but it was just a bit. Of, it just felt like a bit of a. It just felt like a. It just felt like a bit of a nothing episode of Raw this week. I have to say, it's it's three hour TV. It's the problem yeah. with three hour TV, and it's the problem with building to. And they've done a really good job of building Randy Orton versus the Fiend, and it being long build all the way back. You know, I love that. I love builds that take a couple of months, and you go finally we've got this match. It's great, and even better when you've got the history that this match has got and this feud has got. But then you also get to the point of what more can we do? How many more times can we have the both of them meet in the ring? And I think that's exactly the problem they've got to. It's three-hour TV. Where was Alexa Bliss as well? Because she's really adding to this, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah that's true. Are you too happy with Randy Orton or not? Um, oh, mate, you don't get to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> How can like, you move this, way? Move this on, then? All right, thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm not happy with Randy Orton. I think the Fiend has to win this. Yeah, I think the Fiend has to win it as well. But I'm not... Yeah, I think the Fiend has to win it. You have the Fiend lose as little as possible. Yeah, if, if it was Bray Wyatt, he'd be losing, right? But Yes. Yeah. Okay, then. We'll move it on to one that's probably a little bit less crystal clear. Um, Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler. Sorry, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus... Asuka and Lana in what's yet to be announced, but has got to be a tables match. They've not actually said it's going to be a tables match, but you can't have Lana go through a table table like 11, 12 times or whatever they've had and then not give her the satisfaction of having a tables match. So Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Asuka and Lana. Me and Luke have to have Asuka and Lana. Joe, you've got to have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, finally a champion, finally in a pay-per-view where you can actually back her. Happy? Upset? No, she's gonna, I think she's going to lose. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this is going to be one where I'm going to say I think they're going to lose, but I think you both think they're going to win, don't you? I think you do. You what do you think, Luke? Before I go on tomorrow, what before? I I actually think Asuka and Lana are going to win it. Yeah, I do too. What about you? Mate? I I think Asuka and Lana are going to win it, and I think it's a terrible terrible decision. Yeah, I think yeah. that's where I stand. Is they they are going to win it. And they absolutely should not win it. It just makes it it just makes it difficult and unnecessarily difficult. You're painting yourself into a corner there. You've got a like a nice you've got a nice way to make Lana like to make it look a little bit less obvious that you're just bullying Lana for eight weeks because Rusev's gone to AEW. So you've decided to put her in a title match, which she then wins, and then you are in a pickle. Particularly because what you've also done is you tied up your female champion as well. Yeah, exactly, that's exactly what I mean by the pickle. Yeah, that, that you, you you've got 
two belts on the same person in a tag team that shouldn't be a tag team, um, and you're tying up, you're tying up Asuka now for the last couple of weeks with this with this rubbish. And there's no reason that like someone else could do Asuka's role here. So if this is the direction you want it to go down, someone else could do Asuka's roles. You know, there's there's even if you made it someone like a, I don't know if I've got the right brand here, but let's say someone like a Lacey Evans, or if you wanted to put, you know, even Natalia, let's say you wanted to put Natalia Batwalana, which was initially a, a partnership that they've, again, they've broken up for whatever reason. You could have had Natalia doing this. All right, it's less interesting, but really the story is, is Lana going to get to throw Nia Jax to a table? That's the story. If that's all you build, you don't need Asuka in this role. And the other, you know, when you said they painted themselves into a corner, the corner I thought you were talking about is putting a belt on Lana, to be no. honest with you. Well, fair play. Like, I'm not, I'm not that fussed about it. I mean, like, it's not, a, it's not, a, it's not like a, it's like a legit tag team because you've just got one absolute brilliant person in it. Like, it's not unreasonable that Lana could, I mean, it's not unreasonable that Asuka could win that match on her own, basically. Because I don't really like Nia Jax, do they? And Shayna Baszler gets quite a rough time of it, even though she's the future of the women's division. Uh, I stand by that. But I can see that, you know, Asuka could win it on her own, and Lana could have a belt. And I think that's, I think that, that doesn't feel like it's too far-fetched. It's just that you, what's the, what, to, to what end? Like, are they then going to go and defend it until WrestleMania and have a blow-off match? Not sure. Who they're going to fight against? Not sure. Is there any point in it? No. This is this is clearly going to be a rematch on Raw the next night, and they win it back. That's, yeah. that's what I can see. That's what I can see it literally being. They win it at TLC, and the next night, Shayna and you know they always do a a, ta- a championship rematch of some kind. This will be the one, and they win it back. That's what I can see it. It's or, or it's the final um, split between Shayna and Nia. They start feuding, and then the winner beats Asuka for the women's title. So you might get Shayna Baszler as you. Women's because she because you're not going to keep two belts on her for a long time, are you? That's true. And I I I I love that Shayna versus Asuka is 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 a is a fantastic match. Do you think there's a possibility we might get like a? I mean, what I'd really like is for them to go. Oh no, Lana got injured before the match, and we're switching her out, and Asuka had to find a new partner, and it's Io Shirai. Or that would I mean that would be that would be so much better than anything they've got. That's why I would. Who's the who's the lady you used to tag team with? I can't remember her name. With uh, Asuka. Carrie Sane. Yeah, Carrie yeah. Sane. But she she there's only so many times Nia Jax can actually actually almost end your life before you go. I think I should probably leave the country. So uh, she's she's I think she might be back in uh, New Japan now. Um, so I don't think she's a, she's a shout. But the only the only reason they have to finish the story with Lana putting Nia through a table. Yeah. That's how this has to end. That's why it's that's that's why this. This has to be Lana winning it, unfortunately. Unless, you know, that's why. Unless that's the reason they've not made it a tables match. You'll soon know who's winning it because Nia Jax and Lana um, have got a match at Raw, haven't they? So whoever wins that, the, the, the other team will win at pay-per-view. I like how after a year, you finally, you've, you've, you, it hadn't, it's taken you, it's taken you, like, hasn't even taken you a year to figure out that that's the formula. That's how bad it is. And that's the, are they having a match beforehand? All right, whoever stood over victorious is going to lose. Now, to be, they've been better recently with that, to be fair. It's not always that clear cut, but the fact that you know that that's a thing is, that's, that's poor in it, really. Damning. Um, okay, so me and Luke are actually happy with our picks by the look of this, and, and, and Joe, 
even though he finally gets to back Shayna Baszler for something, might end up on the, the losing side. Yeah, it's not. Um, okay. In in really poor planning on my part for the matches we're talking about, it's back to Joe, Joe again because he's discussing Drew McIntyre in his you know uh, TLC match versus AJ Styles, obviously with his manager um, by his side as well. Um, Joe, feeling the same way? Do you think you're going to lose out? Do you think Drew? This is the time that Drew McIntyre loses his championship. No, I think you keep it on him at this point. Um, I, why you take it off him? I, I think I. I can see I can see a way that they do, but I I personally wouldn't. I feel like Drew McIntyre you want to have the title going into the Royal Rumble, which will be an easy win for him against someone, and then into WrestleMania. I think he's proved it all year. I think they're going to take Randy Orton away from it now. The Fiend doesn't want to be anywhere near the title, and God knows where Keith Lee is now. So um, I think I think I think I think he's going to resign. I'm really happy with that pick. Do you agree, Luke? Yeah, I think Drew McIntyre is winning that one. I, can't, I heard rumours that it was meant to be Braun Strowman, um, but he got injured, so they, they changed it up. Um, so AJ Styles is one of those wrestlers that's obviously, it would be, be a really decent match. Probably one of the best matches of the night, in my opinion. Um, but he, he can afford to lose, and it's just, yeah, I think Drew McIntyre, I, I don't know why, like Joe said, they'd, they'd take it off Drew McIntyre. I think they'll have, um, I think they'll have um, AJ's manager get involved at some point. Um, maybe get an AJ to stand on his shoulders to try and get the belt, maybe something like that. Um, and there'll be a square off between him and Drew, but I still think Drew's going to retain. Are we so? Two questions off the back of this, then: Are we building to AJ versus his manager? Is that where this goes? I don't think so. No. You don't think that's where this finally ends up? Because that the manager role is a is a great introduction, but then you start to get to the point where it's like, what what are you doing? And this guy's a legitimate. You know, he's a legitimate wrestler. He's been he was clearly the massive ninja in the in that that vignette thing. He's obviously been used as a as the as the as the doorman for Raw Underground. May that rest in peace. Um and then we've got obviously he's now AJ Styles bodyguard. It feels like he's earned something more, really. Do you think AJ Styles keeps this bodyguard to Raw Rumble and, and WrestleMania and that's it? Or anything different for AJ Styles? I think it's exposing him a bit to what like, I think it's exposing him to WWE rather than it being something for him to kick kick off to I think they could do with him what they've done with like Raquel Gonzalez where she can sort of become a wrestler in her, in her own right out from underneath was she with Dakota Kai yes uh, you know she can kind of become a wrestler in her own right um, eventually I don't think I don't think we need to see a feud between AJ and, and the bodyguard at, at this stage, we're not we're yeah. nowhere near that. I don't think because we haven't had any explanation as to why the bodyguard is with AJ. That's true. That's because it's AJ Styles though. He does slimy heel really well. Yeah, he does. But like, what's the what? I mean, the bodyguard hasn't really even got involved yet. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Luke, after Drew McIntyre gets rid of AJ Styles, who's next? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yes, yeah, I'm, really I'm kind of stuck. It's kind of why I asked it to see whether there was any answer because I. Oh, I thought you were doing a goal. I thought you were doing a Goldberg joke. Oh no, no. Goldberg. No, I've heard Goldberg WrestleMania Roman Reigns again. I can see it. I can. I can see that. Depending yeah. if the first really obvious option 
isn't happening. Go on, um, that, you go, oh, the rock's, the rock's out. Who we got now? Goldberg. Oh, right. Great. <laughs> Finish that quickly. Um, any ideas for Drew McIntyre going towards WrestleMania? I mean, at one point, there was, there, you know, we thought he might lose it, and then you, you go Roman versus Drew. I wouldn't bat that anymore. I don't think that's the way you go with this anymore. I think you can hold off with that. But I genuinely don't, you know, you listed before, Joe, the people you were kind of going, where's Keith Lee now? And you want to move Randy Orton away from it. I don't know who they, they're building enough for this. I, Smackdown, there's a list. Smackdown, I could reel off two or three people who are next. Presumably, I don't know for, for, for Drew do, um, I think they'll, well, they'll not pull the trigger on Sheamus. He feels like a natural Royal Rumble match where Drew McIntyre is going to retain. That would be, that would be, my, that'd be my suggestion, probably. You'd have, you'd definitely have that rather than Sheamus for WrestleMania, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, I don't think Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus for the title is going to be a WrestleMania match. The, the, the sword storyline is quite random, isn't it? You have to, I tell you what, you have to be a bold guy to walk out with a kilt and a sword and rock it like Drew McIntyre does. But he does, he, he absolutely does. I'm, 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 you know, it is, it is a bold story, but yeah, it, he, he does rock it. Yeah, I'm sure his ancestors are really proud of him, just like. <laughs> Getting that ring, stripping down to his pants. <laughs> randomly, so, randomly, randomly inserting the sword in the uh, in the stage, and which you know, you need to be really careful not to hit a cable, don't you? <laughs> or not? There's your pyrotechnics. That's yeah. that's how you that's how you bring the house down. Can, yeah. can I just say with Keith Lee? Like I, I, I was thinking it would be Keith Lee, right? But I, again, I heard a story this week. Apparently, Vince McMahon sent him back to the performance center to improve his wrestling and. Cardio. I don't know how true that is. But I heard it, well. that's, that's ridiculous. There was about there was five of them, wasn't there? There was um. He's one of them. Davicato, Keith yeah. Lee, AJ's bodyguard was another one. Otis was the other one. Yeah. And basically the bigger more. men. I mean, send him back, Otis. I mean, you knew what you signed up for. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not. I'm and and you know. Fair play to Otis. I can't do what Otis can do and the size of him, fair play. But you're not looking at Otis and going, oh, your cardio's terrible. What a shock. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, there's, he's a certain type of wrestler and that type of wrestler works. Don't then be surprised when he can't do certain things that other people can do and then go, well, you're not, you're not cut out for it. You know, he, I don't know. It, 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 seems, it seems a very random thing. And Keith Lee, if that's the case, shocking. Keith Lee yeah. is Keith Lee. If you told me Keith Lee was Drew McIntyre's opponent for Royal Rumble... Wouldn't bat an eyelid. No. I'd be quite happy with that. I think, yeah. Keith, I think Keith Lee will be in the Rumble and he'll look good in it, to be honest. That's what I would do. Yeah, I, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't. Could <laughs> even could even argue a a, a, a contender for, for, for Final Four, if not a winner yet, but yeah. I could see him be Final Four. For, yeah, for definite, for sure. Really like that. Like that fit. Boxing fans. You don't want dull stats, you don't want so-called experts, you want a boxing podcast by fans for the fans, you want From The Canvas, a boxing podcast you'd make with your boxing mates but don't have to because we have From The Canvas, download or stream wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we kind of have touched upon it slightly, but Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, we kind of talked about the fact that that there's, there's people led up competitors lined up really and where it's going and and the idea that it could be Goldberg or The Rock for WrestleMania but first he's got to get past Kevin Owens in the second TLC match for this pay-per-view 
I've got to have Roman Reigns because he's my wildcard pick. And I've got to say, I'm not gutted. There <laughs> is no way Kevin Owens is winning this. Now, I am gutted to a certain degree because I realise watching Kevin Owens in the last couple of weeks, he's my favourite wrestler. Yeah. That man is incredible. The yeah. way that he can make... like the, When he wiped out Jey Uso and then spoke directly to the camera, that whole bit with, with you know Roman Reigns then, and the week after where he's going for Roman Reigns, he's credible, really credible. The only reason is you just don't take the belt off Roman Reigns. I mean, Roman Reigns has never been better than he's been right now. You just don't take it off him. But Kevin Owens is exactly the same as AJ Styles, to be honest. It's safe pair of hands. They're going to give you a great match. They're going to give you two very different TLC matches, which I like as well. And, you know, this works, really, really works. And it doesn't hurt Kevin Owens. No. And, you know, Kevin Owens comes off back off the loss of this. But if there's a story for him afterwards, he could still be, you know, you could still have Kevin Owens around the Roman Reigns story even after this, if you needed to. You know, he's he's very, very credible in that sense. I think so. I think you'll inject um, Jay Uso into this match just to help Roman at some point, and therefore it kind of all makes that. Then that might lead to a natural Kevin Owens versus Jay Uso feud. I'm not sure everyone's clamouring for that, but that would be fine. It's the thing with Jay Uso is he doesn't even need his own feuds at the minute. He's got a, he's got this really good place he is where he's just you know this this Roman Reigns role he's got where he's he keeps messing up for, for want of trying to do really well, is actually a really good story in itself. My worry is they keep thinking it's big enough for him to to be the, the competitor at WrestleMania. Can you see that? That then building to Roman versus Jay? Well, they, they, they did say, and it was a really interesting point on SmackDown this week, that because um, I think Kevin Owens or someone was calling Roman out about basically bullying Jay. And... and, and Paul and Roman or Paul Heyman said, actually, look, Jay Uso has been in the SmackDown main event now for the last three or four weeks. You know, everyone knows who he is. It's it's really good. It is it is actually good exposure for him, I think. But I can't see. But a turn on Roman would would be interesting, but maybe not yet. Maybe wait for Jimmy Uso to come back and then do something with that. The top the, the torn between Roman and Jimmy. Is Jay and J- Jay Jimmy Roman story? Is that a good enough story for Royal Rumble for a match? What do you think, Luke? Yeah, so I think when the first approached it, when he first came about, I wasn't too sure. But the promos ever since they've done that has been really good. So yeah, I, I wouldn't mind them revisiting it at all. I think it's, I think been, the, it's been really good. Yeah. Daniel, uh, next competitor. The only other thing I can think is Daniel Bryan next Royal Rumble. Is there anyone yeah, else? Could be. I don't. I, it's difficult with Roman because I mean, he could easily have another Kevin Owens. He could easily go. This could easily go too, couldn't it? Um, I think Kevin Owens has given a really good account of himself in this in this feud. I think, it, as you say, Ben, it reminds you how good he could be if he's just given the chance. He just got into that. He, he, for when he had the title, for quite a while, didn't he? And he was really on. He was really on, on fire at that point. And they just kind of put him in the mid card and forgot about him. To be honest, it, it doesn't feel quite as harsh as that for me. I think what's happened is he's become a victim of his own, like his own reliability. So he's he's fallen into the Daniel Bryan role now, which is 
you're never really going to have another proper run unless we need you to. But if you if we need a guy who's going to make a story decent, and if we need a guy we know can do a decent promo, or you know they throw they they threw him into NXT for a week and he did commentary on on a match as well. You do that because you know Kevin Owens is going to add something. There's no reason for you to be part of this, other than you know you know the the thing he did with the, with Gargano and the United States Championship, uh, Northern American <laughs> Championship on NXT was great, and that's exactly where Kevin Owens is. I don't think, you know, he's always up a mid-card. He'll always be on a pay-per-view. He's paycheck at WWE for life. They'll keep renewing his contract because he can do this role. And I just, at, at some point, he never really, he did get a Universal Championship push. He got it, I think, de facto, wasn't it? Was he the guy who took over when Finn Balor got injured? Uh, yeah, it was. he had a fight against Seth Rollins, didn't he? Yeah, and they so he you know, he's kind of like the, the Braun Strowman thing, except he made a better better go of it really that he got it when someone else couldn't have it, but they never he never really got the chance to be proper top where he was the star of the company I don't think, and I don't think it was for for because no one ever believed in him I just think it passed him by and now he's one of the elder statements of the locker room he's one of the veterans they can rely on, which is a great place to be but it just feels like we never really got the proper Kevin Owens story that we wanted. We just got a lot of really good upper mid-card stories, which is a bit of a shame. Drew McIntyre, uh, sorry, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Anything else anyone wants to add to that before we move on to the, the could-be's? Well, I'd like to just talk just to Luke, talk to Luke about his favourite subject briefly, if that's okay. Of course, go for it. Go on, ask the question. Yeah, so I found out that... Um, I didn't realise this, but all wrestlers pay for their own costumes and outfits. Um, so I assumed I assumed that they um, were like were paid for by WWE, but apparently the wrestlers pay for themselves. And this came out because Lana um, uh, Rusev. So someone basically commented on Lana's uh, ring attire or whatever it was, and Rusev came back and said, "Yeah, she spends like over a hundred thousand a year." on um on on basically outfits and she doesn't seem to wear the same one more than once uh and whatever so my question to luke is what do you think about lana's outfits mate <laughs> oh mate you have complained to me in the past about being asked ropey <laughs> questions on air joe and you're going to throw that grenade into the into, the, into yeah, well, the... i need to get an update on luke i need to like, i need to ask luke at least one wardrobe related question every every episode it's like minimum that's what the fans want, mate. They've been keep Lee for the last five weeks, but now you're going to put this 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 guy in the tricky situation of commenting on a female wrestler's wardrobe. Brilliant. Go on then, Luke. Let's test I mean, your professionalism. Like could have gone worse. I could have asked him what he thinks of Scarlett's wardrobe. <laughs> um, so I can't say that I've noticed Lana's wardrobe outfits. To be honest, so I don't. I can't actually question Joe. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell me that Keith Lee's wardrobes made more of an impact on you than Lana's? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Fair enough. That what is I was going to say, though, that is, that, that is shocking that they have to pay like completely for all their own ring gear. It's the tip of the iceberg on the independent contractor status, isn't it? Because technically nobody works for WWE. They're yeah. all independent contractors. When they want them to be. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's an absolute mess. And that's just another, you know another indication of how messed up that is when you look at the amount of money they make i mean they get paid well that, that's like they that, you know to be fair they get paid well and I'm, I'm sure lana is probably one of the best paid women in wwe but 
a hundred thousand on ring gear. I was gonna say, yeah. like, like, how much is she? Like, she hasn't she hasn't had that many matches apart from the last couple of months. So, like, how many? How much is her is her ring gear costing her? Like, but that, but think of. <laughs> think of think of the outfit she comes out with because that's that's probably more the issue to be honest with you is the fact that it's not the ring the dresses and other outfits she wears when she's not wrestling and you know has a very specific role or specific purpose on raw which oh, i'm not she, going further she got married didn't she that costs a lot i did well of course yeah i'm, I'm really wrestling. glad that we did go down the um the wardrobe uh costume route i was i was worried that that was going to be a like a yes no answer but we've gone into detail which i'm really pleased really pleased about i i like that three blokes are now having this conversation about lana's wardrobe and 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 you know and i think we've, we're, we're doing a fairly good job with it i'm much more really i am well. much more i'm much more comfortable talking about keithley i'll tell you that can i yeah, um, i mean i feel like i'm not gonna lose my actual job so that's good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you are sacked from the podcast, though, mate. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, we the, the the wrestling predict cast requires definitive answers on the wardrobes of any wrestler, both male and female. Yeah, you started it now, but I tell you what, the one thing I'm the one thing I can't help but do now is every time I'm like, so Kevin Owens seems to have basically worn a black t-shirt and the same shorts for like his entire <laughs> career, and like now that I know they pay for their outfits, I'm like, that's absolutely the right, that's absolutely the right call. Yeah, it cost it cost it cost me a hundred pound twenty years ago. Yeah, I those shorts. I mean, you've got them shorts as well, but I don't the big, the big baggy cargo. Ones. I, I, I literally watched because the other thing as well, genuinely, because of this podcast and because of Luke's comments, is I actually pay much more attention to people's ring attire than I ever did before. Seriously, I realised how little I pay attention to it, and it was because we talked about the fact that men, you know, the idea of men just coming out in pants, and you think, you know, fair play to him, Drew Mac. If I looked at Drew McIntyre, I'd do exactly the same, but. I know? look I look at it and go, definitely oh, yeah. I would wear what Kevin Owens wears. If you asked me to wrestle, I'd be in the Kevin Owens camp of a t shirt and shorts. And even even at some points wears something below the the t shirt as well. So there's absolutely no chance you can see his body. But fair play to him. There's there's absolutely you know, I'd do that. Before that it was Bully Ray's basketball top and shorts is what I would have worn as well. That's the way that's the route I'd go. I do not have a Drew McIntyre body. To disappoint you, ladies. We've discussed we've discussed this before, Luke. But what? Remind me what your ring attire of choice is. Are you going tights? Are you going pants? I I reckon I'm a Randy Orton. Shiny, shiny black pants. Fair play, man. Fair play. And I would not feel comfortable wrestling you in uh, shiny black pants. If I come to the ring wearing a t-shirt and shorts, you wear more than just pants. That is that is it. That's that's the rule. Like, it's like when you turn up on a date and one of you's wearing a suit and one of you's wearing like like <laughs> a hoodie. You're like, ah, oh, right, misjudge this, <laughs> misjudge this wrestle. I I'm the one in the suit there. I'm <laughs> the one that's not misjudged this. We're we're at a fine dining restaurant. Do you know what I mean? We're not. I'm not. And your opponent, and then Luke comes out in pants. It's like you've won. There you go. I, I forfeit. Go on then, Joe. You got to answer your own question. What would you wear? I forfeit. I forfeit. Yeah, I wear more because you can always take it off. <laughs> you're, uh, oh, yeah. you're, you're, oh, so you're going for a brown panties match, are you, Joe? Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, if you go into Kevin Owens and Luke turns up in his pants, then you've got that option, haven't you? But Luke's <laughs> not got the option to add yeah, more. Yeah, I'm going to adapt. I'm going to because I'm because clearly I'm wearing Randy Orton's pants underneath my outfit. I'm still going wrestler's pants underneath my shorts. So I'm going to go. Oh, sorry, 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 Luke. And I strip down to my pants. 
so that we could, you know, this doesn't feel appropriate. I better, I better make sure we're both the same level of naked. Oh, great. Yeah. That's exactly how this is going to go. What about you, Joe? What about you? It's gone, yeah, it's gone. a bit tangent, hasn't it? I'll, I'll, I'll probably just go. I'll probably go. I think I'll go um, tights and boots. I like that. The, the I like the AJ Styles look. I like that. That's fair. Obviously, elbow pads as well, because that makes all the difference. <laughs> you get a hit in the back of a hammer. <laughs> yeah. And it just, and it's never it never actually. I love the elbow pads and the knee pads that never fit properly either. They never get them to fit properly. I always have to readjust them as they go through. AJ Styles readjusting it before a finisher. Yeah. Fair play. Right then. Um, before we wrap this up, is there any matches you believe are still to be announced? We've obviously got um, two belts that I can see, three belts that are not being um, fought for. You've got the men's tag, the men's tags over on Raw. You've got the uh, SmackDown. Sorry, yeah, men's tags on SmackDown. You've got the they only changed about a month ago. You've got um, and both the mid card men's belts, so the um, United States Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. Do you think any of those three, all of those three, are going to be fought for? And if so, what what do you think the match is going to be? Any of those, Luke? Yeah. So if we're going through them, if it's going to be United States, probably Bobby Lashley and Matt Riddle, based on recent episodes. Um, Intercontinental, Sami Zayn, Big E, perhaps. Yeah, I'd see that. Um, we did that. Like they had that match on the last last episode, which Sami Zayn won by count out. Um, then Street Profits, Ziggler and Rude. But again, that seems pretty poor. But that's the only thing I can think about. What's really bad is all three of those matches I can see being pre-show, which yeah. is terrible. Do you know what I mean? All three of those. I don't think you're going to see all three of them. Six matches being announced already is a lot for 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 a, a undercard pay per view for for a second rate pay per view. We're going to get eight. Would that be? Do you reckon? With two on the pay, with two on the pre-show, do you think, or one? I would do one and then maybe seven. I, don't know, I feel like some of those matches that Luke's just named there don't need to be long matches. But also, you've got two TLC matches too, and you yeah. don't want to shortchange those. They're usually both of those are going to be at least twenty twenty-five minutes each, I'd say. And you don't want this. I'd be surprised if this pay-per-view is longer than four hours. So you know it's. It's a tricky one. It does tell you about the state of their mid-card belts at the moment, but you'd also argue there's a lot of really good stories here too. You know, Randy Orton versus The Fiend ain't for a belt. That's a really good story. Um, you know, they've done some work with Nia Jax, Asker, and Lana. I suppose that's two belts in that match itself, but the belts kind of feel secondary, to be completely honest with you, to just, is Lana going to throw Nia Jax to a table? So it doesn't feel like any of these matches don't deserve to be on the pay-per-view. I think they've done a fair job of building them. So, what about, but as all... Um... What about Retribution? Because they've been really strong recently, haven't they? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, is there is there a place for Retribution on the TLC card? Is there a place for Retribution on Raw, to be completely frank with you? <laughs> got three hours of it, man. They still can't get, up. They can't get on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, has there ever been a fall as big as... I mean, we are going to... When we when we get to the end of the year, what we might do for our next pe- for our next one for, for the TLC results show is just have a look back at the last 12 months and see which wrestlers have done well, which haven't done well. I think we can clearly see that Retribution have been the biggest losers of the year. I mean, my Lord, I've never known anyone have such a terrible intro and, and, and just no run. You can't even say I had a terrible run. There's no run, no feud, nothing. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, that all that leaves is for you listeners to get involved yourself. There is a chance for you to win official WWE merch. All you've got to do is fill out the form that is in the podcast description or find it on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. Um, and then you can get involved, compete against us and see whether you can beat us for predictions. You've also got um, the results show. So if you subscribe, you'll be able to find out what we as we run down the results show of TLC. Be sure to give us a five star rating if you can. Uh, if you don't think it's a five star podcast, don't trouble yourself. Don't worry about rating. Don't don't worry about that at all. And we've got other podcasts which you'll have heard absolutely incredibly professionally recorded adverts for on the Views from the Sofa Network. So be sure to check them out if you're a film fan. That movie list podcast is second to none. And if you're a boxing fan, From the Canvas is absolutely solid. And they just obviously got the uh, Joshua match results show to come up imminently, I should imagine, Joe. Yeah, we, we're th- we, I think we're going to do, um, do a short special on that as well, actually. Um, maybe over the next couple of days. Perfect. So, so, something, to look, something to look out for. Absolutely. So if you're a, if, if you know, your sports stretch to boxing as well as wrestling, then be sure to check out the From the Converse podcast. It's fantastic. Thank you very much, fellas. Cheers, right. mate.